Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. We are super excited to feature Abel Grise. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I live in Australia, uh, but I was born in America and lived there for eight years. And so I've been here in Sydney for 13 years now. And yeah, I'm hoping to become a filmmaker that makes good movies. So what inspired you to get um, started in filmmaking? Um, Well, as a kid, I was always a fan of making videos of myself. I uh, first got a a tablet in year five or fifth grade. And uh, I just, for some reason, thought I'm going to take videos of myself and try to be funny because I thought that was great. And at the time, I wasn't really thinking about, oh, I want to, this is because I want to make videos, be a YouTuber or make movies or anything. But I think that's kind of where that started in a way. And there was also just one day where for some reason the idea popped in my head, I want to be a film director. And at the time, I didn't even really know what that was. But just for some reason, I wanted to. I had recently been watching um, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff from the Hobbit movies, things called the appendices. And I think that was definitely part of it, watching Peter Jackson figure out how he's making his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So how have you continued to kind of pursue like your journey in filmmaking? Um, Well, for the past two years, so in uh, 2021, 2022, I took a bachelor's in screen production because I wanted to do film. So we, um, I made a few short films during that time. Bloom and Shame was one of them. And uh, yeah, so now I've uh, been looking for work since I graduated. And I had the opportunity to work on my first feature film earlier this month. Well, last month, I should say, which is very cool. And I hope to continue doing that. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. Congrats on graduating. Um, so if you could go ahead and tell us a little bit about your film, what is it about? Uh, what is it about? Um, well... The the big one for me uh, is you have your main character, you have your two main characters, you have Bob and you have Amy. And for me, Bob was kind of where the message lay, where it was this idea of a guy who has been committing crimes. He knows it. He feels terrible about it, and he feels completely undeserving of the love he receives from his wife. And the the whole idea is that just because you've done horrible things and you continue to do horrible things doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't be loved. But in fact, the opposite is true in that, uh, like um, in in the Bible, it says that love is patient, love is kind, it holds no grudges. There's a whole list of things. And I wanted to, I guess, show that through the wife that 
even though this guy keeps messing up again and again and again, we should continue to love one another. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a powerful, but also such an important message. Um, so could you walk us through the process of making your movie? Um, like from the first, like the writing of it all the way to the, the end? Um, I mean, you can kind of like pick where you want your beginning to be. It could be the beginning of like production or writing. Okay, well, yeah, I guess I'll, since I wrote it, I guess that's where it began. Uh, I, I wanted to make something comedic at least to some extent. I don't think it quite ended up as funny as I wanted it to, but that's okay. Uh, so I I was trying to think of a very simple premise that doesn't have tons of locations because it is a student production. You don't have the money for those kinds of things. And so I came up with the idea of an interrogation and one character is very much cold and not wanting to be there and the other one is the absolute opposite of your typical interrogator. His interrogator is very serious and demanding, and sometimes they resort to violence. But this person is just really happy, and through this, uh, I guess, happiness and playfulness, starts to break down the barriers uh, of the the distance person. And so actually making it, um, it was interesting making the set. It was the first time I'd ever done that. Um, the, the film school supplied us with the walls. We had to paint them and everything and order, uh, I think it was some plexiglass to uh, be the double-sided mirror the two-way mirror so you could look through it on one side and have it reflect on the other it didn't actually end up working unfortunately but uh we managed to make it work anyways um yeah casting was interesting that was fun i i find that i strangely enjoy it uh so i use star now to uh, to put out a casting call and since it was around COVID and other things, we had to do some Zoom uh, auditions. We, we were able to do a couple in-person ones, but it was mostly Zoom. And I think we did get the best cast we could. And that they, they did the job quite well. We did a rehearsal the day before we started shooting. We shot it all in three days. Wow, that's impressive. Um, so, wh what would you say is the biggest challenge you had in, like, I guess, every, like, in what you described, like, from, I guess, the writing? The biggest challenge in the writing, uh, that's a tough one. I don't really remember too much of what was difficult of the writing probably more of the actual production phase right what would where you we were shooting it mm -hmm. what would you say was the, the biggest challenge there the biggest challenge there uh would be time because <laughs> you're making 
I think originally it was meant to be 10 minutes because uh, the, the script was about 10 pages. Um, and so, as I said, we had those walls for the set, but we didn't have enough to make a closed set, like uh, all four walls. So depending on what angle we were shooting, we had to actually move the walls to uh, get the shot so that there isn't just a... Uh, like a bunch of chairs and lights you can see in the background and whatever. So we actually had set out a bunch of diagrams and marked what walls we needed for which shot. And so we tried to order them in so that we could move the, the walls less. So that was probably the most difficult part. So is your film posted on any platform at the moment for other people to watch? Yes, it's uh, currently on YouTube. Yeah, so it's on, on my channel, which is not my name. I don't know why I did that, but uh, <laughs> it's just how it is. Um, and no, nobody can pronounce it, unfortunately, or remember how to spell it. So that's not great, but... Um, it's Fien Azbakis, F-E-E-N space A-Z-B-A-C-K-U-S, if you ever want to look that up. Yay. Um, so have you, you've mentioned that you've like done a few like short films like this through school and stuff. Have you made any films like similar to what you've submitted in the past? Um, so... Uh, my the other short film I made during film school was uh, put in in this festival as an honorable mention. It was called Kaida. Um, that one wasn't a comedy. That was more serious with um, dissociative identity disorder. Um, but previously, before I went to film school. Um, the probably the first uh video that i would have termed as a short film um is called grubishasm which is a, a surreal comedy about a guy trying to get his mail from his mailbox but uh, a bunch of random people have just shown up in his house with, and there's no explanation as to why and they're all unintentionally preventing him from escaping to just get his mail so he's trying to navigate his way through these random people in his house like some people are partying there, there was a song there was uh like a mini boot camp some people having pillow forts it's just a, a bunch of random stuff some guy in his bathtub which was me yeah do you find yourself to lean towards um making more like comedic style films also congrats on the honorable mention yes thank you uh yes i would say i do definitely tend to do comedic things even when i don't mean to i remember one of the first scripts i wrote for class in film school i thought was serious and everybody was like oh yeah this is a comedy it's gonna be great it's gonna be so funny and i'm like I, I didn't think it was funny at all, but okay. Um, so I think 
for a lot of when I was younger, I wanted to be the kind of class clown person. So I think I do have a natural tendency and possibly a skill there. So I definitely do want to, I think I want to pursue that some more. Right, for sure. I think that is a great skill to have. So kind of coming off of this, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie, yes. I guess I'll give you two. <laughs> Just because, say, my old favorite movie for many, many, many years is called Brazil, which is um, directed by Terry Gilliam. Does lots of surreal, strange things. He was the only American member of Monty Python, uh, and he went and did his own stuff making movies. Uh, so that one is definitely a, a big favorite of mine for a long time. I did like three separate assignments on it throughout school and things, and it never got old. So that's good. Um, and then I'd say my current favorite is the anime Your Name. And uh, that one, I'd say it's the only movie I can think of where I've uh, cried during it and I couldn't explain why. Like normally you can be like, oh, it's because it was sad or something like that. But I, I can't explain it. And I think I've just come to the point where I'm like, you know what? I I rarely cry ever. <laughs> Lots of people uh, would, some people would even term me as emotionless. And so for that to happen is, I think, pretty special. There's just that something about that movie that goes beyond reason I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so what are some resources that you would recommend to student filmmakers or like one piece of advice that you'd have to offer? A uh, piece of advice, uh, I think definitely make something, write something, anything at all. It can be absolute garbage. <laughs> it's something and you can... You can learn from your mistakes. Uh, I saw a poster recently, I guess I'll just paraphrase it, that mistakes are a wonderful thing. <laughs> that uh, if you do something that you don't like, you can be like, okay, I guess I won't do that again. And so you can, uh, you can always learn from what you do. And that's very important. And I think also, uh, I guess for me, since I, this is something that I've actually done myself, <laughs> that I've, I've more stayed true there, is uh, in a way watching as much as you can. Because if you want to make something original or something that seems original, you got to know what's out there so that you're not accidentally copying people or people are like, oh, I've seen this 20 times. You can you have have broad tastes, look at things that you normally wouldn't from the 20s, the 70s, the could be from France or Egypt, like just various places, countries, cultures, and you, you'll definitely learn a lot from that. Oh yeah, I've, I guess, I think watching is such like a great thing to do for yourself to grow. I think if, especially if you wanna like work in film, but I've never kind of heard it like, the reason to be like what you said like to be original and I think that's just so cool to think about so kind of to wrap it up 
What are your social media handles so we can stay updated with what you're working on? Um, well, social media handles is something that I need to work on. <laughs> but uh, like there's, there's my YouTube channel, which isn't social media. But uh, I, I have Facebook. It's not a public account. I should probably do that. Um, I, I am hoping to be a part of production company and we'll definitely have social media for that. Uh, so I'll keep you updated there. And I also have Letterboxd, which isn't your traditional social media, but it is a, a social platform. That's probably where I'm uh, most active. Okay, perfect. Um, so thank you, Abel, for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. It was super lovely speaking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been good. <laughs>